this is James Rolfe, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley and I have a little bit of a different episode for you guys this week. I'm not joined by Jack or Randy. Instead, I have a group of assholes here that I just cannot wait to introduce you to. Uh, you know, it kind of dawned on me uh, a while back that I've never really let the listeners uh, know who I am, I guess. I, as far as like comics, pop culture, all that shit's concerned, you guys know me inside and out. But aside from that, I've kept it all pretty close to the chest. So I figured, what better way to uh, get to know me to than to introduce you to some of my brothers here. Now, any candor listener worth their salt will remember me saying on past episodes how I've never told my friends about the show, which is kind of silly in hindsight, I suppose, because, you know, all the people we've had through the show are people they're into, and they would totally get off on it. But, uh, yeah, for one re- reason or another, I didn't. But the cat is out of the fucking bag. They know, they are aware... And they are here today to talk to us. So I'm really excited about that episode, what, six years in the making, I'd say. But before we do that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show your support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod, where for $5 a month, you can get access to the Candair Patreon pod, a show only available through giving us your money. So head over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod. A few other things. We are now a syndicated show. We are on the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network, uh, 9 a.m. Monday through Friday, so check us out over there. And one last thing, our friends over at Adult Swim have reached out to us once again to let us know about Season 2 of Ballmasters 9009, which premiered February 23rd at midnight on Adult Swim and is running every Sunday night at midnight until March 22nd. So don't forget to set your DVRs and keep an eye out on future episodes we have uh, coming up because we are currently setting up an interview with the creator of the show, Christy Caracas. So, uh, again, keep an eye out for that and set the DVRs at midnight Sunday for Ballmasters 9009 Season 2. And with that, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Do it! Do it! Come on! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Oh my god! All right. Introductions. Let's introduce these sons of bitches sitting in here around me. I'm very excited (laughs) for this. Very, very excited. These first two gentlemen I've probably known the longest, I think. 32 years. Yes, sounds about right. I'm 38 years old, and if anyone can quickly deduct, you might uh, realize we met in kindergarten. Yes. And we're looking down the barrel of 40. Let me first introduce you to one of the best guitar players I know and one of the funniest sons of bitches I know, David Phelps. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one hell of a songwriter and the last of the big-time beer drinkers, Mr. Ryan Donahoe. Well, hello. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, guys, 32 years. 32. Has it been that long? <laughs> it has been that long, and uh, sometimes it feels like it, and sometimes it doesn't. Right. right. But uh, anyway, excited to have you guys here. Uh, next, excited to be here. we have a gentleman who is uh, the younger brother, Mr. David Phelps, here. I, I think I remember him in diapers, actually. Yeah, probably do. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been uh, friends just as long. The Baron of the Bass Guitar, Mr. Andy Phelps. How y'all doing? 
<laughs> Excited to uh, dig into some of your music ventures here a little bit later. And uh, last but certainly not least, we have the drumming dreadnought himself, Mr. Andy Lore. Andy, thank you for being here. Hi, guys. I'm Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy came along, I think, when we were in what, high school. Yeah. I think when we were seniors, I was in ninth grade. That's right. That's right. And we've been friends ever freaking sense. Yeah, again, I'm just excited to have you guys all here. Um, another person I think we need to make mention of is your father, the late Doug Lore, who was a great uh, friend and mentor to everybody in this room right here. And I have no doubt he would have gotten a kick out of this show and an even bigger kick out of hearing this episode for oh, yeah. sure. So <laughs> He would have loved it, yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's only uh, fair we uh, dedicate this episode to him. And with that, let's just uh, get right into it, guys. Uh, first, let me apologize for keeping this under the hat for so long. I, I mean, you think bad. you know someone. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dead man. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's one of those things. I've told a few of you, you know, like when we started, this was, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And it was something I didn't want anybody hearing. So that was the initial reason for not uh, saying anything, I suppose. Right. But Truly undersold it. What's that? I'm sorry? Truly undersold it. Well, I mean, it ended up turning into something that I, you know, could be proud of. But again, that's why it started not telling anybody and kind of just, I don't know. I just didn't want to pop that bubble. Once that bubble's popped, it, it's gone. You know? we'll just got, you got it just got bigger so and bigger good. and yeah. bigger. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, it got a little bit bigger. But um, It was on the cover of Rolling Stone. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. God damn, wouldn't <laughs> that be nice? But uh, what were some of your guys' uh, reactions when you found out? Because, you know, all this stuff has kind of been, like, spoon-fed to me over six and a half years. Right. So I imagine finding it all out at, this, at once well, might be a little jarring. <laughs> you know, it, the first time I heard it, it's like, okay, well, there's the same person, obviously, that I've known for over 30 years. You know, you pretty much act like yourself, like how you always have. The context was just so different. <laughs> and it, it, jarring isn't even... A strong enough word, I guess, it for you know, right? What it's like to hear that, but I mean, it's very good. It's obviously well done, but uh, well, I appreciate that. No, yeah, yeah. I, I just I felt bad, especially after I was talking to you guys, and you're like, "What in the fuck?" <laughs> and I was like, "Man, maybe I should have said something." A I had a lynch bit. mob on speed dial. And I was like, I swear to God, he better fess up to this one. Call him. <laughs> well, and, uh, it's pretty funny because uh, I had kind of known that, Ryan, you were aware before you had even really told me you were aware. I was just sitting at work on a Monday morning and my phone just started ding, 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 ding. I was like, <laughs> he knows. <laughs> <laughs> He's got your, your spidey senses were tingling like, oh, uh, yeah, it's done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I apologize for that. But um Again, again, you know, we're a group of people that have, I think we're all very creative. All of us over the years have created a ton of different things, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. But, you know, we've always created it for an audience of five. It's (laughs) never been for anyone outside us. So I guess that was kind of ingrained, you know, for me to do this and kind of put myself out there just seemed like something that we typically don't do. And I guess probably Mm -hmm. another reason I didn't say anything, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's like, oh, he he does a podcast. So I listened for a minute. I'm like, oh, this is like a real fucking podcast. This is his podcast. (laughs) Right, right. This is like... That was my reaction. This is like for real. Yeah. Like, the first one I listened to was the one with the angry video game nerd on it. And I was like, wow. 
Like yeah. I've watched that guy for years. I love that guy. Right. There's been so many times <laughs> we've been uh, hanging out, and that like he'll be part of the conversation. I'm just kind of pulling up my collar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, tell me open. Right. Happy as fuck. Because what's exciting, I think, is in the future, if we get anyone else on the show that you guys are like big fans on, you could come on too if you wanted to. Hmm. I mean, no pressure. No pressure, but if you wanted to, that's something we could do. But anyway, moving on, let's uh, just get to our kind of our growing up. So we met when we were really young. We already established that mm-hmm. um, country life. For those of you who <laughs> aren't aware, growing up in the country, you've got to be fucking creative to keep yourself entertained sometimes, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, some of the things we did, I, I mean, mainly playing at the Phelps place was some of the most prominent memories. Yeah, we had this death trap of a barn that <laughs> most of our young adventures took place in. I mean, uh, a little yeah. imagination, and it's everything it you want it to be. anything you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we're all so fucking lucky we didn't die. <laughs> we really <Yeah>. are. <laughs> really? That's we a, didn't break something? Well, oh, well some I mean, didn't break some something. Us, sometimes we did break things. <laughs> right. Yeah. We healed. But just thinking of like all those big hay forts that had been built, like bales of hay stacked oh. to make like oh, yeah. I mean, 3D mazes. I mean, that was, that was like the Star Trek bridge at one point, you know, <laughs> we made out of hay bales or, you know, just all kinds of things. Bad guy layers and we, you yeah, know, we'd have yeah. opposed, uh, well, playing Ninja Turtles. You yeah, know. you could. Shredder's base, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. break in. But yeah. if, if, if any given minute any of that gave way, we would have been in our, uh, in mm-hmm. our tombs. Sure. Sure. Surely. Definitely. <laughs> that or I think of uh, we also would play in huge like piles of grain and stuff like oh, that. Oh, God, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which in hindsight probably, I don't not, know. Not a good idea. Not nope. a great idea. <laughs> nope. Yeah. yeah. If I catch my kids doing that, I'll be like, get the hell out I was going to ask you if that's something you would let your kids do. <laughs> no. Okay. No. None of the shit we did I would let my kids do. Good God. Well, you start hearing about the the stories the older we got the more stories you'd hear about yeah someone now making it out of there you know the other end of the spectrum right exactly Man. what are you talking about we had so much fun doing that we did have so much fun but are there any other things you can guys think of other than those two things i mean that we used to do to keep ourselves entertained growing up oh shitload of nintendo yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god <laughs> oh my god yeah that's an understatement if you were allowed yeah. to stay inside oh yeah i mean it was Hey, it's nice. Go outside, and you, you hear those stories where they're like, "Oh, you know, my parents told me to go outside, and they locked the door." I mean, that did kind of happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely what, did. What are you doing? It's a nice day. Get your ass outside and play. And so you did use your imagination. You yeah, went, you, you went to. back in the woods, and you're like, "Oh, what could this be?" You know, it, right? I yep. think that led us all to be as creative as we were, mm-hmm. being forced into the outdoors. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, but Nintendo, man, definitely bears mentioning. I'd say Super Nintendo and the 64 are probably the most prominent through our junior high, high school years, right? And my God, what formidable uh, games we had on there. Help me remember some of them. I mean, any of the Mario games, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Mario. What else did we play regularly? Like the... uh, Remember uh, the was first Rogue Squadron? That was a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, that game was fun. And the controls were horrible if you go back and play it. Yeah, there was a whole level where you had to, uh, like, like jump a speeder bike through Tatooine, like, oh God. Isley or whatever. You just hit every damn wall. Oh. You try to turn, you hit a wall. Yeah, I remember us staying up. Yeah, for... it's timed, you know? Yeah. Oh. Sons of I bitches. Was, I was playing Mario Kart 64 yesterday, actually. Really? And, yeah, it's so shitty compared Don't to the you new ones. bad mouth it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It is. Well, and uh, it's more simplistic. All the mechanics that they build in over the years with different tires and bikes and to make it more challenging mm-hmm. don't exist on that. And so when I look back and I think, man, I was so good at that. I'd be my brother and sister's asses. Yeah. They get pissed off. You're cheating. And I'm like, I'm just really good. Now when I look at it, I think, 
No, that game was really easy. I'm just kind of a jerk. The trick know? to the, like the, at least the old Super Nintendo one, like you're saying before, like all the different speeds and tires and right. stuff came in, was to just mastering, uh, get it like drifting through a corner. Oh yeah, that was the same with or that. One. If you could yeah. handle your corners, you mm-hmm. were fine in that game. Uh, the corners are the uh, the cheats, mm-hmm. like the Wario level where the third, first, second, or third bump that you hit. Oh yeah. If you go up and you do a power slide, you can jump over it. Essentially, oh, and right at the end of the course. Yeah. Yep, yep. So you, you can be done before everyone's done with the first lap. I mean, what a good game that was. I played hmm. that, oh my God, so, so much. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back when you only had, what, a handful of games, you got really good at what you had. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I have such nostalgic memories for all these games that, you know, we're talking about. But, and I even have, like, the old consoles in the closet there. But anytime I pull them out and hook them up and, like, get excited to play them, hmm. five minutes in, I'm fucking over it. Oh, yeah, yeah. A <laughs> uh, game. I used to be obsessed with as a kid was Ninja Gaiden. Oh, God. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot stand that shit for more than five <laughs> minutes now. I just, it just makes me so mad. And, and it made me so mad then. I mean, yeah. Oh. But I mean, but you had better. the patience then for it. I had the yeah. patience. Now I just want to throw the dumb thing out the window. Like, yeah. the hell with this. <laughs> I have more games. I don't have to play you, you piece of crap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes me have my own angry video game nerd. <laughs> There's so many games. I mean, so many of the games, aside from Mario. Mario always kept itself very playable, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. for everybody. Definitely. Sure. But, uh, my God, I, so many games you can think of where you you know, you know drop the money for it and you never know anything past level two or three. You know? Battletoads, Battle yep. Battletoads. <laughs> oh, my God. Battletoads. Pretty much most games on the original Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, if, if you think about it. Yep. I, I had a... I know Burger Time was... Um, you guys will probably remember I had that. That was like a big arcade game. But it, the weirdest thing is, as a kid, I could never get past level three or four on the Nintendo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until randomly, ten years ago, I got a free Nintendo from a video game store. Guy told me it didn't work. I'm like, all right, cool. Took it home, cleaned it up, worked just fine. First game I found, Burger Time. I was like, all right, you know, I'll test it out. So I put Burger Time in. I started playing it. I got to level five for the first time in my life. Really? First time playing this game in... 15 years maybe wow I was so excited you would would think you would think I didn't get past no I I got to level 5 I was really excited and I've tried to do it since I can't can't, (laughs) it's like usually can't get past level 3 yeah it was was like some weird fluke it's it really sucks because I would love to find the same enjoyment and enthusiasm in those games that we once did because how cool it'd be just to hook that shit up and sit around Mm -hmm. for a night having beer and pizza and just playing them and getting that same rush but yeah unfortunately it's just not that way nope I find you you can. Um, so what I started doing is playing games I never played as a kid. Games, games but still they still rented. needle you with like that, like like Ninja Gaiden. Like, oh yeah, just the constant repetitiveness and just impossibility. It's like I just give oh. up. I don't have you don't have the patience for it. The patience or the time. I'm just fuck it and throw the controller and I'm done. You know that's it. I bought um, the Tailspin game. I remember oh, that. A couple yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I never actually played Tailspin, and it's kind of a fun concept. You're flying around in a little plane. That game is hard as shit. But, yeah. I, but I kid it's you impossible. not, I spent the whole weekend, it was back before I was married, um, I spent the whole weekend playing that game, and I beat it. Started on Friday night, and I, you know, late at night, I was like, I'll never get past level four, this game's mm-hmm. impossible. Wake mm-hmm. up Saturday, start playing it. I'll never get past level seven, this game's impossible. Come Sunday early afternoon, I beat it. Yeah, I, I can't do that anymore. I'm weathered, I'm wore down. 
I don't care. Did you say that was a good weekend? No, it was it was a great weekend. I, no, it was fantastic. I was really stressed out, and I I, I probably threw the controller more than 25, 30 times. You know, those those Nintendo controllers yeah. they, they really Nintendo, hold up. You know, Nintendo these controllers, it, the controllers they make these days. Oh, you don't want to throw them. They're seventy dollars. You know, right. you got the seventy dollar uh, Switch Pro controller, Xbox Pro controller. You're throwing they, that. They don't make. Controllers that you can throw anymore. No, no they don't. They no. ought to put like fucking shock absorbers yeah. on them for that very reason. Right. I think I remember a lot of way. broken controllers from the uh, Super Star Wars games. Oh, <laughs> oh, talk about a hard fucking yeah. game. Oh, oh thank wow. God for the internet giving you all the codes yeah. that you can just go through and play that way because even still. Oh, oh well, that's just it. You do a code to get to level two, die twice, go level three, right. die twice, mm-hmm. you know. That's how it goes with Super Star Wars. Any of them, Ooh, fucking impossible games. I was like the games. Uh, the blaster code where you get like the highest end blaster. Yeah, if you didn't have the highest level of blaster, you it pretty was, much there was no point. In yeah, where it just like was like rapid fire. Right. Without, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. lightsaber was useless. It really was. You know yes. what? The lightsaber is useless. Unless you get like the the star mode, like the invincible mode, where you're just constantly like twirling with it. Okay, like, oh. yeah. Then it was awesome. <laughs> it was almost like a shield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, of course, Nintendo, very impactful on this group yes. of people, if uh, you guys can tell. PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Spike, sacrilegious. Get it out the window. <laughs> That's something I, I think I need. Get him out of here. I totally forgot to say at the top of the episode, uh, Andy Lore, we uh, reference as Spike. Uh, that's been your nickname for as long as we've known you. And yeah. Being, much. I think, just because when we met you, your hair was simply spiked. I, yeah, I'd, I'd had the same, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same combed over hair that you know that, that forever, and then finally I decided to change it up when I was getting kind of coming out of this nerdy shell I was in, and that was right around uh, freshman year of high school. And uh, the drumline would always nickname everybody, and they initially called me Side Spike, but that didn't stick for more than a day or so. It just turned Thank into Spike. Fucking god! Thank God! Yeah. So, wait, Side Spike? I, I got it. Yeah, it was just this poof right here on the like right side okay. of my head. All right. So <laughs> I, I needed so, a visual with that. Yeah. So. So then it just turned into Spike, but I think mine might be the only one that stuck, but it it still sticks to this day. And mm-hmm. right, ways, yeah. yeah, just works. Yeah. It just works. And for anybody who might have been cast off by that abrupt noise, that was a <laughs> one of probably many belches to come. That we're just a group of people that when we got a belch, damn it, we do it, Go. and we're not going to cut it out even on your account. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, keep a keep a keen ear out for those. But uh, anyway, moving forward, something I think that we need to mention is a, a person who used to be a part of this group who uh, I think <laughs> needs to be mentioned just mm. because of how impactful, for some fucking reason, <laughs> he, has, he has been on our lives. There was another gentleman in our crew here through all through school up until yeah. what, junior, senior mm-hmm. year, yeah, something like yeah. that? Who we're not going to name here. We're just going to call John. But yeah, a good friend of ours all through uh, school. And when we got into high school, he... <laughs> I don't know about good friend. Well, I mean, I mean he, he was He there. was integral. He was yes. integral. He was integral. And uh, he... What was it? He ended up getting a, a new sporty car and ended up falling through that car in with a new group of people. It, it yeah. did. Like the wrong crowd of people. Personality. Really. I mean, there were those. There were people that ended up being very nice people, but in sure. school they were just kind of like the tough asses, right. you know. That, right. 
for some reason or another, started showering him with attention that he never had got before. Mm-hmm. And so he started drifting into that, getting in trouble with the law and stuff. And, you know, just just going down a path we couldn't follow. So, <laughs> <For sure>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's be glad we did. But, um, right. I mean, just to explain a little bit about this this guy, he was crazy and fucking genius all at the same time. Right. And I can think of many times we had gone over to stay the night. He was always the place you wanted to go to stay the night because there was fucking no No rules, supervision, no parents, fucking nothing. Now, came with that no food or anything else. You were on your (laughs) fucking own. It's true. On your fucking (laughs) own while you were there. But, um, my God, you know, even as a kid, moments in life don't aren't clear in front of you just because you're a kid. But I can think of several times I had come home from his house and the next day, like sitting and thinking to myself seriously, like I could have fucking died yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, so what the fuck was I thinking? Like, I'm not doing that again, you know, and yep. at an age where <laughs> I should probably still be thinking about stupid shit I'm doing. But anyway, um, one thing we're going to touch on later is we're all, all musicians here at this table and we've recorded a plethora of music, which, again, we're going to touch on later. But that all started uh, with John in our in our group here. Yeah. And uh, just to explain the kind of guy this was a little bit. You guys are going to have to correct me on the details if I'm uh, incorrect on them, because I don't think I was there for this. But I believe there was an, a prank call accidentally made to the fire department. And rather than just calling and uh, rectifying the missed call, it was easier in John's <laughs> mind to run it back in this woods oh. where there was an old abandoned house and just light the fucker on fire. Is that how that went down? That's the way I remember it being told. I, I you know, I completely forgot about that. I remember the house. Yep. I remember it burning down. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if they're going to come, might as well give them something to do. <laughs> Get your tax dollars, you know. Yeah. Your money's worth. And I remember going back to that foundation uh, in, uh, years later after it had burnt, and just the chimney and the plumbing was still in the yep. air. The rest of it was just ashes, <laughs> yep. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But, um, yeah, so I introduce uh, this this guy that we used to know, John, uh, to, I guess, next introduce the next thing that we kind of did growing up. is, And so many people have done these kind of things, but recording, like, little homemade uh, radio shows just for our own benefit again, like I said, an audience of five. Mm-hmm. And I assure you, these things are funny as fuck. <laughs> But only yeah, to, to us. Only, 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 <laughs> only to us. Oh, yeah, and, you know, we, we would just interview, you know, it could be a celebrity that we yeah. would just do their voice. Or we would interview yeah. other people from high school. Yeah. You know. And again, if you're in that circle, some of the funniest shit you are ever yeah. going to hear. But outside of it, you're going to be, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is going on? But what this radio show was, was called The John Radio Show. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we, we did them for, we've done quite a few of them. And even into the, our adulthood, just because they're so much fun. And I think we even talked <laughs> recently about possibly doing yeah, one in the we, future. We so to, <laughs> We really should need to revive it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But um, it's it's funny because years later, you know, recording the John radio shows we do, <laughs> it's, it's weird saying that. But we're sticking with John. Old John, all the time. So John stepping away from the group, you know, within a year and a half, maybe two years there, we started to record mm-hmm. the John radio show, which I like. I guess from like a psychological standpoint, looking back, it seems like a way of keeping this person. 
in our lives who yeah. has on his kind own of, volition yeah. stepped away. Remembering yeah. him of who he was before he changed and got into the wrong crowd. I, I mean, we kind of took his evolution to a place <laughs> totally different, <laughs> right. I think, right. where he ever went. But, you know, just crazy antics through these shows. Again, they started with us just like David had said, talking to other people, other classmates and stuff, but ended up getting crazy with like road trip adventures and all kinds of shit. It's been a while. I can't remember everything, but... Yeah, just travel, how influential this person was on our life. And then again, looking back and seeing, man, our subconscious selves had to keep this person in our lives to some capacity. And Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I doubt he thinks about us like... No, probably hardly not. ever. No, <laughs> no, no. But that's just the kind of person John was. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. that's true. <laughs> not a lot of sentiment, I think, brewing under no. the hood there. But uh, anyway, I think that's enough on that. I just wanted to mention that because, you know, it's almost fortuitous doing those shows. Those shows are always so much fun, one, to record, but even more, two, to edit, to make the incoming calls sound like they were actual callers. And (laughs) I don't know, just to put in like the radio stinger noises you hear and shit. I had so much fun doing it, which was great incentive to starting this show. So... The John Show kind of paved the way for uh, for the Canned Air Show. Well, sure. You know what I enjoyed the most? Making the the fake commercials. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, taking those same people and yeah. those stories and making up fake businesses or yeah. real ones that they had, <laughs> yeah. for that matter. Oh, my God. The funniest shit in the world to five people. Yep. I'd love to play it for you guys, but you just wouldn't fucking get it. Nope. And you'd think less of us, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, all right. So, uh, moving past that, let's move into another uh, genre that we have frequent comics. Comic books here. Now, I've always thought of these comics as somewhat of controlled chaos. Because... it's <laughs> uh, a nice way to put it. As many years as we've been drawing these characters on paper, you would expect one's style to move past a rectangle on a circle. <laughs> you know, you typically, you know, you want to aspire to get somewhere higher. But what I've noticed with these drawings is one that one they're perfect because as simple as they are, they somehow catch the likeness of the characters perfectly. And um Two, you know, when I said that what I said just a second ago, I I don't mean to say that the drawing technique hasn't advanced. It definitely has, but it's like keeping keeping the sloppy and making it look polished, kind of like South Park does. Yeah. I guess yeah, that's, right. that's a good example, yep. if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, so, definitely. and if if our listeners want examples of this, just look at the cover art to this episode, and you'll get a fine example of the comic drawing style we are in reference to. But um, kind of like cyanide and happiness. If you've ever read any of those, yeah, 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 I, could, I would compare a little it to more that advanced a little in, in the in the drawing aspect, but mm-hmm. similar. Yeah, idea for sure. I, I, I'd say that's fair, but I yeah. mean, these were all very crudely done, just done on notebook paper ripped out of a spiral book. <laughs> uh, the pages drawn on and then all stapled together crudely on the edges. And how many did we do over the years, guys? Mm. There, there was a lot of I mean, hundreds, yeah, and, easy. Andy over there making novels, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it eventually culminated with Andy making like 200 page, I think comic it was 200, yeah. novels, yeah, yeah. And um, the pinnacle of the of the you know he took some, the craft and just made it his own yeah because yeah. I mean a lot of Bitch. ours were uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry a lot of our comics were just you know Why quite was? quite rudimentary there's no story you know when you read through a page it's just <laughs> yeah just a bunch of reaction just, things just happening action yeah things action happening reaction and no dialogue or story at all well, a lot of it too was yeah. um, early ones people we went to school with it was just yeah. about the people who we didn't necessarily. 
not not just hate, but you know, like the. But not only that, I loved where else our comics went too, because they they went from <laughs> a very influential character to us sitting. Uh, at least I know Dave, me and David, and maybe you, and you Ryan was. There was a serial back in the 90s called oh God, Cinnabons. Yeah. <laughs> yep, oh, Cinnabons. And there was a commercial on TV with this character named CB, who for some reason... Why you would name a character CB in a, in a commercial is beyond me, because that wasn't a fucking name. Like, I mean, Cinnabon, well, CB. Cinnabon. CB. I I oh, CB, I just yeah, got that shit. Yeah. I'm seeing S-E-B-E. Well, that's Cinnabon. how he spelled it. Right, that's how they spelled it, but... Yep, CB Cinnabons. What an ignorant slut go. I am. For one reason or another, we saw this character as a, a focal point for a comic series. Yep. And we, we started our own CB comics. Or yep. CB versus the world. Oh, my God. I, don't I just remember this one I had drawn. I don't remember the rest. It was CB versus the world, which was a strong mashup of CB from the Cinnabon commercials and Bart, Bart versus, versus the world the video oh, game. Okay. <laughs> um, what else? We were big fans of uh, Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. And the Heartbreakers. So we, I remember we did a comic, Tom Petty and his adventures in the Great Wide <laughs> yeah. Open. The Hardy Boys, remember? All the Hardy Boys. The, we were the Junior Hardy Boys. We were. And that, that's kind of where some of the early stories... I forgot about that. ...kind of developed. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was wanting to get to, uh, at with you guys, is where does the comic drawing we all did, where the hell did that originate? Did you, any of you guys got, have any guys. A lot of it... I, yeah, I got it from... I, 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 yeah, it wasn't I, me. I, I don't it wasn't. know who originated it, but I feel like we just needed something that we could all do together because we we didn't play sports, right? You know, we didn't. We weren't popular. We weren't popular. <laughs> we were each other's only friends, basically. Yeah, but we were the outcasts of sorts in that. Yeah, sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, we weren't like hated, like no. outcasts. We just were like nothing. It was an yeah. odd school. Yeah, we, we were, were the, neutral. We were, well, we were the more normal people for the majority of that school. I would like to think. Well, I would yeah. like to think, yeah. <laughs> but who's to say? But I, I think it was just like something to put our creativity into. Yeah. And, an outlet. And it's an outlet for us to do together. And, you know, because we'd each draw a comic or right. something and show each other the next day. I made this comic. And, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, we did. But, Drawing but, and class. I think a lot of that was just we didn't really fit the norm of what kids are supposed to act like. I don't know. Uh, it's just funny because, you know, I can, looking back, I can trace back to where I started reading comics. I was definitely reading comics before I was drawing them. Mm-hmm. And I Same. don't remember that being the case with you. Did you ever read not, comics not, before I start drawing them? I really or? don't remember reading comics that much. That was always so odd to me. Like, it always seemed yeah. like it's funny how comics, you, like, you want to create comics but never got into comics. It was, it was always yeah, interesting. I, I don't angle. understand that either. Like, I mean, I... Read some comic books, but right, not. right, right. Like, but it's not, not something I ever. It wasn't a passion. I, I never sure. really got into it. I don't know what made me want to draw them, but yeah, uh, just again needed an outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. needed an outlet. Another thing that is uh, kind of funny to me is one of our most prominent series we had was called Gadget Man. Ooh. Now let me <laughs> let me set this up for you, uh, the listeners. Bl- pretty much, it's a blatant rip off of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> and essentially, you know, at the time I had braces, so my power was instead of like getting on a some 
weird looking spandex suit and a helmet we just would take on a quick power like since i had braces i had metal teeth like jaws from james bond and like cheetah teeth yeah like david had glasses so he like kind of got like a cyclops visor yes i remember you know john was one of them him being like always very buff like strong because he he worked the gorilla strength yeah so he had the strength of a gorilla and all this kind of shit (laughs) and i bet you we drew over 200 of those yeah didn't we yeah I would say. Yes, and and this was after you had, Ryan, had moved away. I sadly missed out on you all missed, that. I got to read missed, them all, re- yeah, which is fun. Yeah. Wasn't I a bad guy? Like a no. Mis- no. No? You're thinking of the Lonesome Outlaw. I am and thinking that of the Lonesome Outlaw. That wasn't you either. That was your great-great-grandson. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Damn that's see, I was hoping I was in there somewhere. So but. you can see the depth of writing that goes into these kind yeah. of comics yeah. to the listeners there. No, the, those mm. comics... We all some for some reason ended up a hundred years in the future, and then it was just like, all right, well, guess we're just, fighting Ryan's just, grandson. Yeah, <laughs> I guess let's just keep going to school and just live a normal life. I guess we're just a hundred yeah. years in the future. Oh well, enroll in the, in the new yeah, high school. Yeah, I, I don't really know what else to. You know, say I about sometimes those, think but... about those comics. I would love to get them and like boil them down to the you know the the. I guess the basic structure of the story and see if there's anything there, but there's so much fucking copyright infringement happening oh, in these yeah, things. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it would yeah. be nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Hoverboards, lightsabers, space prisons. I mean. <laughs> right. Uh, is that R2-D2? No. Uh, that's R1-J5. Right. <laughs> yeah, but then, then that one being such a blatant ripoff of uh, Power Rangers. Uh. Now, here comes another, um, another one of these moments that maybe we can <laughs> dissect here, because as I remember it, we were both actively drawing these comic books. Yes. Again, the blatant ripoff to Power Rangers. But we were both at an age, I believe, where we felt we were too old for Power Rangers. <laughs> and you and I, though we drew these comics together regularly for over a year, yeah. never once, ever... Talked about watching Power Rangers together. No. <laughs> Never once mentioned the sh- dare mention the show if it ever came up in the surrounding company. I think we were, you were li- we were we were a little too old for it, and we didn't want it to acknowledge out loud that we watched it. I guess, but mm. I mean the acknowledgement is I on know. the fucking paper. <laughs> like <laughs> I know, but as long as we didn't actually talk about it, I guess that was. And okay. it's a two way street. I'm not saying that was you. I'm not saying no, that was me. But it's just funny because we both. Definitely had that complex about it. Yeah. It, it, it's just, yeah. it was so we were, we were maybe just like a year too old for it or something. 200 yeah. issues and never yeah. once talked about the Power Right. Rangers. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and uh, I was also watching it, but I never dis- I never mm-hmm. discussed it with you guys. No. It, was, it wasn't until years later we were like, talking about like, we were in like Green seven, Ranger. Yeah, we were White in seventh Ranger. grade. We were supposed to be talking about chicks and right. yeah. whatever. Then came the most embarrassing moment you guys watch it? of me and Jeremy's life. I well, yes, I do remember the moment you're talking about. We were in class, and we were, I think we were trying to rush to issue 100 for some yeah, reason. Yeah. We had to get we it to had, the fucking press. And we were taking turns working on a single book rather than uh, one of us just doing it. Right. And we were across the classroom from each other, and we thought the quickest action from get it to one to the other was just to kick it across the floor really quick. The other would grab it. Oh dear God. Except the bitch in the class, this bitch uh, classmate of ours, who was just always out just to be a bitch, yeah. saw what we were about to do. We kicked the comic. She caught it midway and showed it to the entire class. Read, read, it. read it out loud yeah. and everything. 
Red, yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, I've heard this story. Okay, mortifying, yeah. mortifying. Yep, definitely uh, put off ever losing my virginity at least another year. But, <laughs> so just uh, there's a quick look into, I guess, uh, comic background, comic making background. Not that it was much of one, but uh, I don't know. I would have loved to seen. I would have loved to learn how to draw. Actually, I was just talking to you about that uh, the other day. Yeah. Like, would have loved to learn to draw and stuff, but. Man, these comics were so much fun. I wish we still had so many of them. We have a pile of old drawings here that Ryan brought over from our childhood, but, uh, you know, all these Gadget Men issues and stuff so, are devoid. I just want to point out, while you guys were doing Gadget Men, I was off on my own. Um, you know, oh, when I switched man. schools. This oh. is what I was doing in the seventh grade. Kind Holy <laughs> shit. I was, drawing breasts. I Yeah, wow. like, I got in, I started getting more into comics, mm -hmm. and there was a... Yeah. Um, and we uh, were watching Power Rangers while yeah, this right? Not Litter Nimoy. Uh, it, it was some Gene Roddenberry-based comic, you know, was in the Star mm -hmm. Trek. And anyway, all the all the women, you know, were like scantily clad and big old mm -hmm. boobs hanging out, so I just would draw the covers of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I famously remember you drawing me a picture of Jasmine from Aladdin naked. Oh, I did. Yeah. Uh, Wow-wee! How did I miss that? That was... That served me well those many lonely nights. I gotta say, bravo. Oh, hey. Um, this this good... was, I think this was Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret cover. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I didn't have my own Playboys. How many of us lost own. our innocence to Victoria's Secret in the 90s? Oh, boy. Many of us. Many yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah. I would love to uh, know where a lot of those old comics are. It's crazy to think that there's, there's some way, have, having been rotting in a dump for 25 years or... Ended up as a little Caesar's pizza, or right, who knows right, what, yeah. what ever happened I mean, to them. I wish some of the, this consisted of some of the Gadgetmen, but I never, other than reading them, you know, I never had any. Yeah. It's funny, the comics these, these are all pre that. Really predated me. I, I came along, you know, much later, mm -hmm. much later on, and really didn't know you guys until then, until probably that, D, that uh, Disney World trip, all that. Yeah, but, that was a. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we were seniors, you were a freshman. But yeah, what I was getting at is this. I always found this stuff hilarious because I I would always read it after the fact, and some of this <laughs> some of this stuff was just I don't know I just remember Off laughing the hysterically. Wall, like, yes. what the hell does this mean? <laughs> yeah, and there were even some uh, comics uh, drawn around you because you uh, you are yourself into like uh, motorsports and stuff, right? Very much. Yeah, yeah it, actually, uh, I forgot to I wanted to do that at the top of the episode. If you wanted to like uh, do a quick promo for yourself, drop your website and all that stuff. Uh, truly, it's nothing special. It's it's kind of my my getaway. I only get to do because of my my daily schedule. I only get to do you know three to four races a year. But uh, if you do want to find me, I'm most active on uh, Instagram under uh, Spike Motorsports USA, all one word. There you go, there you go. Into motor racing, drumming. He's a police officer. A lot of adrenaline and three outlets for it. <laughs> Man, very good, Spikele. All right, gentlemen, let's touch on our uh, the music we've recorded over the years. This is probably, I'd say, going to be the most prominent part of the episode because okay. that's something I think we have done the most with our time. You know, going back to the top of this episode when we were saying there's just nothing to do in the country uh -huh. other than playing fucking barns and <laughs> grain right. piles, apparently, makes you pick up instruments. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what we did. I remember... The moments uh, we had decided to start playing, I believe. We okay. were sitting in the gym, 
and kind of just bored. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, the guy in our class who was pretty much like the most popular guy in class and just all the ladies swooned for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a flop of his hair, they would just be falling all over him. Every well, time he'd wink, he'd go, ding! <laughs> 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 for sure. But he came walking by and was handing out uh, flyers for his band that had a gig coming up this weekend. <laughs> And we, I don't remember, like, getting jealous. What the hell was it? What about that flyer I, I, I made us re- in that I, moment decide? We're yeah, I, I never really music. remember feeling jealous of them. I don't know. Some, something about that just really was like. I feel like we were already, like, starting to listen to, like, rock and roll and shit. And, like, yeah. getting into music before we started playing it. Right. Yeah, I don't remember what it was about that. But I think that's when we just decided we need to start a band. Yeah, we, we, we have we, to do this. We started going around the group. I was like, well, my dad's got a guitar at home. Like, it was weeks away from your birthday, and you're like, I'll just ask for a guitar for my birthday. Yeah. Danny said, I've got a drum set. And John was like, Yeah, I, I, I can get a bass. Whatever yeah. it is, I can get it. Yeah, John never had a problem getting yeah. anything, yeah. As, as we told yeah. you earlier. So I, I think overnight that fucker manifested a bass guitar somehow, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. yeah. He came to school the next day. Yeah, I got the bass. It's like, What? He probably just went home. How'd you do that? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, don't you love the people in life who love to keep you shrouded in mystery? This makes, yes. you, this makes you worry, doesn't it? Now, that through, was through that, and then I started taking guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you took lessons from your dad. No, I actually, I, I mean a little bit, but I took lessons from a guy in Bell Fountain. Really? Yeah. yeah. How do, how Same do place I, about mine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember now. Yeah, okay. music. Music, yep. music, music Center, Center USA. USA. Yeah. Yeah. Is that gone? No. No, it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Oh, nice. Still there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, continue. No, and then, then Andy, my brother who's being quiet over there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, just from me learning things and having a guitar. He yeah, then basically started. these guys needed a bass player, so they just uh, strapped one on me and showed me what notes to play. And <laughs> I put your finger cool. here yeah. and yeah. here. Right, yeah, that's... The thing is, though, John didn't last too long. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, though, Andy took the bass and uh, I think went far beyond any, Uh, any, uh, what we thought he, anyone of us was capable of. Sure. And thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, man, I am hard pressed to name a better bass player that I can think of. I would agree. I I remember, you know, you would, before you even learned how to play a guitar, you would just use your thumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Up and down like, and lay it on his lap like a harpsichord yeah, or some shit. Exactly. <laughs> You'd walk in and he'd spin there like... Ging, 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 ging. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this kind of uh, segues way into another part of our growing up. That uh, when we were starting to learn these instruments and starting to piece together these little trinkety, tinkery songs, that, uh, again, we're for an audience of five, we... Put them under a different moniker. Rather than just putting up our own name, they decided they needed a name. And I, I guess that originates over here with you, Andy. Um, you, is, that, is that a crude term to say? No, not at all. Okay. No, uh, Go ahead and share the name, and then we'll explain what it means. The Street Sluts. The Street Sluts, yes, yes. And <laughs> to someone just hearing that thinking, what in the fuck? I mean, think about it. It's a, it's a prostitute, yeah. right? Right, right. A lady of the evening. Lady yeah. of the yeah. night. Yeah. Well, or a slut on the street. To- <laughs> I mean, I've heard worse metal band names. They, it's like death. 
right. punch you in the vagina, you know, like something horrible. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. If you heard their newest release, oh well. god. But um, Vita's Fever. That's their newest song. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, better cut that. But uh, yeah, the Street Sluts have their own. Uh, I mean, all these fictional members that are part of the band. One who has been very kind of like the mascot for this group, the bass player named Andy Trabird. Oh yeah. Who's just, uh, if you look on the cover of the, this episode, he is in the lineup there. He's the big, bulbous guy with the beard and his gut hanging out. He's the only fictional one on that cover. The rest of us are real. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know, it was through this fictional band that we said all these songs that we were doing were through. Like, mm-hmm. oh, did you guys do that? Oh, no, it's a street slot <laughs> And then I, I find that funny, kind of going back to, like, the uh, the Power Ranger thing, you know, not ever admitting it. I found this as a way of kind of distancing ourselves from responsibility of owning up to the goofiness. Definitely. yeah. If someone else were to find it, you know it's what I mean. Yeah. Really good way of putting it. it, making it, but distancing, distancing yourself just enough to, in us and us talking about it, right? We know exactly what we mean. But if someone from the outside were to listen, you'd be like, "Oh, that you know, you just oh, that's off. just silly street stuff, right. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I like writing music, but uh, lyrics are not my strong suit, so. Uh, if you just put them under the Streets Lost name, you can make them as dumb as you want. <laughs> and then it doesn't matter what the yeah. lyrics are. <laughs> it can be about bringing a whore home to your wife and uh, doing, <laughs> you know, and having fun with the three of you. So yeah. it can be about a number of things. It's probably but... been done in a couple songs. So. <laughs> I would probably say it has. But um, I think you downplay yourself on your songwriting abilities. I mean, not, not everyone writes gems, but you've definitely got some in there. Right. And this guy has, I'd say, more than any recordings in all of us combined. How many songs yeah. would you say under the Street Sluts moniker over the years have been <laughs> recorded? Uh, we'll just say... 200. Oh, that's bullshit. That's, that's gotta bullshit. Be low. I don't know. That's got to be that, low. That sounds a little low. That Maybe. sounds like five to 600, I would say. <laughs> you had some triple album that had like and of course songs we, on it. Yeah, we've all that helped in that. We've all yeah. helped in that, too. But, uh, man, yeah. through the street sluts, Andy has truly <gasps> perfected his craft in songwriting, and it's uh, something to be envious <laughs> of. So I'm going to be putting some of his... Uh, <laughs> Compilations. What do you say? It's a Beatles anthology. It got dick on me. <laughs> right? It's really the truth. But uh, I'll be putting some of uh, the, his music uh, behind our conversation right here. This is where we bring Mr. Lore. Yes. Hi, guys. Into the story. Mr. Spoikle Lore. How did you get into playing drums? Okay, so uh, fifth grade, they're introducing concert band. And... <clears throat> The, they're kind of uh, give, handing out these papers to people or to the kids who are interested in taking concert band and they've got the different instruments on it I see this one called the clarinet and I'm thinking that looks kind of cool <laughs> so I get in there first day so no I, am, I am the only guy and <laughs> all these girls this is fifth grade and at this point I'm still like mistake <laughs> so you know I, I grin and bear it through this I'm this. surprised Doug didn't like intervene at this point well I don't know maybe he was thinking jazz you know I don't know oh okay. that's true yep. I that's should true. mention that my dad is a long time uh, bass player musician mm-hmm. uh, diehard Beatles uh, growing up and he's played tons and tons of shows and uh, just a very very talented bass player I'm very. probably a little biased but uh, uh, no, was no hugely supportive of the work that that we did, you know, just getting together, playing music, and then Mm -hmm. me also learning to play the drums, a not-so-quiet instrument. Um, (laughs) You know, just just a fantastic uh, figure in my life. So, Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, 
so this first week goes by. I get uh, through the first week of uh, concert band, and then uh, they put us all together in this giant music room, whatever. And from the back of the room, I hear all this racket from these <laughs> these uh, the percussion section. And I look back, I see these things, and I go. That's it. <laughs> so I want to so hit stuff. That's how that started. And uh, before I knew it, you know, I, I, I never really took to reading music. Um, I could read it and I could kind of play along with it, but I'd quickly lose my, my spot. It was just never for me. And I was always listening by ear. Usually I can listen to something once or twice and I've got it. Mm-hmm. And um, with, uh, so I, I found myself. Uh, Playing along with cassette tapes of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie uh, oh, soundtrack, nice. you know, just kind of, you know, with, with my single snare drum in the basement there, probably driving my parents nuts. Um, and then from there, in sixth grade, my my dad got me uh, my first real drum set and kind of got me started on the basics, and it really grew from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I remember the first time I heard you play drums outside of like the high school band setting. Uh, we were at your house and come over. It's funny because you had several times approached us at school. Like I, I've heard you have a, uh, you guys play music. I would love to play with you sometime. And you know, I remember being like, "This spiky here freshman wants to like play music." And I was, I was textbook nerd. I mean, like you look at me as like, "Oh my god, this gosh. nerd can't play drums." <laughs> hey, got shit on us. But no, I mean, <laughs> I think I think you even like had pens in the pocket. Kind I of, might stuff. Yeah. I might have. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wouldn't doubt it. He was wearing the outfit for sure, but. <laughs> Finally talked us uh, over there, and for the first time uh, he ever played for us, played Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer from front to back flawlessly, and I had to pick my jaw up off the fucking floor. Like, it was <laughs> amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. And, uh, yeah, from that moment on, so, been in... Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were all, we were pretty well locked in from that point. Yeah. How did I get that then? Like, for, from when you guys decided at school... I think it was just like vicariously, like we had told you like what we were starting to do, and you had started to take up guitar at the same time. Okay, and yeah. like we were still, I think like we were still playing music because Ryan had gone to a different school, moved to a different uh, school district uh, when we had hit right. high school, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. But uh, yeah, we still did uh, do the music thing together quite a bit. Yeah, where yeah, we got together. I remember I had a guitar, and then you guys had a band or were meeting at John's. And yeah, it's like, hey, bring your guitar over and. Yeah, yeah it, and of, yeah. I remember when you moved schools, it was like, oh, God, we're never going to see Ryan again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you saw me more other than at school. Well, yeah. And, and, then, outside. and then, you know, you moved in seventh grade, and then my mom's like, you know, he only lives like 10 minutes away. You can just call him. I'm like, really? <laughs> I yeah, was, he just lives down the road, like, not far at all. But, a couple oh. miles outside of the border. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah you didn't live far. far at all. Yeah. Yeah. We probably saw you more... But that's that's the reality of being in school, especially yeah. at that age. Like they're moving away, it's like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. They're taken out of my rotation. They're gone. Right. They're, they're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was very lucky. I will say that. Yeah. 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 I would say because it really wasn't that far from David's house, I was, was it? Just like still five, better friends. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with you guys and anyone at the new school that I went to. Not, not to say I didn't make friends that I still talk to, but. Mm-hmm. Not in the same way. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing to mention, you know, you brought uh, your father, Doug, back up, which we uh, mentioned at the top of the episode. One funny thing to mention is, you know, we did a lot of playing at Spike's house, uh, Andy's house. 
And there would be times, you know, Doug would come down and offer us, you know, show us how to play these songs the correct way when we were just having trouble. And there were times that uh, he would be upstairs watching television or doing something or other, and we needed his attention. But we didn't want to take all of our guitars off or (laughs) any of that stuff. So the best way we found to get his attention was to pick a Beatles song that he loved and play it wrong intentionally. Right. <laughs> Guaranteed to bring him down. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Now he's playing wrong. He'd come Storming down the, down the stores. You're playing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that. Hey, while we have you here, then we'd ask him what we <laughs> right, really right. Yeah, yeah. It worked every time. Oh, oh that was great. Yeah. I always love doing that. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. I loved playing in that house. It was nice, such a nice central location for everyone. It was so uh, cozy yeah. and warm, nice place to play. It was oh, cool. Yeah. And it oddly had a good sound in that basement. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah. it was. Yeah, it really did. It, it sounded good down there. I don't know it why. definitely beat playing in a chicken coop. Uh, that definitely yeah. did. That's oh, for I sure. I forgot all about the chicken You know, going, going back to John, he <laughs> turned an old uh, brick chicken coop on the property, like oh. put up walls, uh, all kinds of different things. Mixing Ran electricity room. into it, mixing yep. room. Uh, that room eventually. All this stuff we never ever would use, never use. Like, I don't understand it. And, like, even decked out his basement, like, with a, put, built a stage with yep. a mixing room in there. Yeah. And it, it just never, I guess it's just now occurring to me, like, my parents would never let me, like, do that kind of renovation around <laughs> my house, house in right. high school. And, Hell like, no. It's just another example of how free range this, these kids free were. Range. Hey, I'm going to build a stage in the basement. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even think it was that. Was like, I'm building a stage. Right. And they didn't say anything. And, and, you know, going back to how genius this guy was, I remember at one point he had rigged up this security alarm with just a bunch of shit sitting around his house <laughs> that if you were to walk up to the door of the basement where our equipment oh. was and push it open, a recording of him would come on and say, David. Dad. You are not authorized to enter. <laughs> if you do not vacate this premise in yeah. 10 seconds, an yeah. alarm will sound. But it didn't matter if you vacated or not. That thing still sounded. Oh, yeah. And he, he had hooked up just a normal like, digi- like digital I, alarm clock yeah. that you wake up to. Yeah. To those enormous speakers we were telling you yes. about at the top yeah. of the episode. Shake the whole fucking yeah. house. Literally shaking the windows of the house and just... We'd be screaming to shut it off, and he'd just be laughing, getting the biggest fucking kick out of it. Remember the radio station? He somehow tapped into their... An AM radio station, that's right. Well, their antenna, I think, outside, the the TV antenna. Somehow it hooked up the... um, his AM FM radio station up to the sound system. Who the fuck knows how to do this shit? Right. <laughs> Who knows this shit? And, and, but but we, you could hear it because he, he like told us oh, to, to tune into it and we're driving, getting really close uh, to his house and yeah, you turn in yeah. that AM station, you could hear like, this is J-O-H-N radio. All, all, all John, all the time, you know. And it was horrible recordings of us playing. I mean, Think of how dangerous cool. a, a person like that it really is. As Just to be as smart as he is and then just fucking free-range living just like <laughs> yeah that's the making of a terrorist right there it's really? too bad he didn't do more with that you know that gumption that ingenuity, ingenuity yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i never knew john so it's always been the legend of john for me <laughs> that's just it yeah it's, there's always stories being told aren't there about john even though he hasn't been part of this group in how Hilarious. long now like fucking 20, 22 years 20, yeah. 20 20 something like that and the stories are better than the real thing i'm oh, sure yeah. at this point <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's for sure not putting him down i'm just like, you know, remember him yeah. in a certain light. Uh, one thing I have right here is something, David, you had printed out for me a while ago, and so glad that you have done this over the years. Oh, yes. Any time we would play any gig out anywhere, David would go home that night, write down the date, 
who played on what songs and the songs we played. This is a complete oh, yeah. collection of all those, all the gigs and every song played at those gigs. So if you want to pass those around, and I'm as you as you that. see some of the songs we've covered, are feel they, free are those to the catfish years. Or? Yeah, it looks like yeah. Yeah, you are the archivist, most definitely. I, yeah, thank yeah. God for it. Right, I didn't right. know these existed. That's awesome. Really? Oh, well, there you go. I'll, I'll, get uh, you I'll make you a copy. Yeah, yeah. do. Yeah, this bar we used to play at in our hometown of Urbana, Catfish Jones. Yes, um, very influential place to us. Yeah, and we would. I don't know. I bet we played there. Oh jeez, I don't know. So many times. Oh, yeah, Saturdays, 70, Wednesdays, times yeah. probably at least. I don't know. Once a week, twice a week. Oh, yeah. It seemed yeah. like for a short time there, we kind of become like the, uh, not the house band, but uh, they kind of expected us to show up on like Thanksgiving well, Eve. Yeah, and yeah. And if we did show events. up on like a certain event, they'd be like, where the fuck were you? It's like, <laughs> well, we were running the. the well, we were like, well, you weren't going to pay us. So. We we're getting paid, right. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Four or five, six months we were running the PA after the guy that was doing it dropped yeah, out? Yeah, there was an open mic situation open, yeah, there that mic. we were running. Mm. Oh, yeah, and, I forgot about that. Yeah. Cause, you uh, know, if nobody would show up, we would just have to play the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which we weren't complaining about. Yeah. Right. But, and, <laughs> some of the songs over the years that we've covered, though, guys, what are you seeing on this list over here? Some of the songs we've covered. I mean, there's, some, there's some stuff on here I've forgotten about. Like uh, Running Down a Dream from Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. was a huge one. That's oh, a yeah, that was a closer for Yeah, that was, that was that was one of our signature closers, mm-hmm. for sure. Pretty Woman is definitely mm-hmm. one of those nice. that we've played for years, have down... Tight, I'd say. That was the yeah. David special. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a lot of Tom Petty. Well, yeah. yeah. That's something uh, worth mentioning, too. Musical influences on yeah. this group. I, I, you know, we all have our own paths. We've, I'd say, gone down, uh, you know, separate from each other. But the one that really draws us back is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, yeah. My God, we've been listening to, for as long as I can remember, real, I'd say probably junior high. Uh, oh, yeah. Honestly. Sounds about right. But yeah. um, how just impactful not only like his music has been on all of us, but even our our. our our group, you know, the group that surrounds us, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, uh, it's a crazy thing, isn't it? I mean, it really uh, is. Yeah. Wonder why that is. We just all, all found that common voice there, but yeah, it um, kind of appeals to everybody. Um, I mean, even people that don't necessarily love Tom Petty know Tom Petty. Like yeah. they can get down with. Some I, I doubt there are many people that are you know? like, man, I fucking hate Tom Petty. Exactly. Uh, what I, I mean, find I mean, with Tom Petty, like, is. People's opinion of Tom Petty is is very much like their opinions of Bob Dylan. You're, you're okay. either very much in or you're very much out. And I've heard so many people go, "I can't listen to Tom Petty because woo woo woo," you know, like, <laughs> right. and that's the same shit they say about Dylan. But uh, the impact it's had on this group. I mean, I'd say aside from the guitar lessons that we were talking about, which mine weren't very extensive. That's yeah. where we learned to play guitar. Yeah, was yeah. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for the most part. It, yeah. it was simple enough. Uh, harmony, mm. vocal. My God, that was huge for me uh, from their music. Right. But th- so yeah, we've covered uh, quite a few different songs over the years. Stereophonics. Uh, we tried Chili Peppers. Dave Matthews Band. Uh, help me, help me. What else, gentlemen? The oh, Police. Um, the Police. R.E.M. Yeah. Filter. R.E.M. Yeah. yeah. Bush. Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. with Spike. John I remember. The I remember the first song we played with Spike was uh, that I remember playing with him was "Message in a Bottle." Okay. And I was like, man, this guy's got it. And that's when I realized it's 
guy's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, that's, was, not, that's not an easy one to do. Definitely no, was man. out of our league at the time we were getting hooked up with this guy. Like definitely oh, yeah. far beyond us. You, you guys you, ever sell me? No, <laughs> oh, you could no. you could have been playing out with bar bands at that time yeah. easily. Oh, yeah. I bet you guys created a monster with uh, introducing the Big <laughs> Matthews band. We really did. Oh, yeah. Carter Beaufort. Oh my gosh, and he's ever, a hell of a drummer. You know, yeah. I saw my first show when I was I think a senior. Uh, down at Riverbend. Oh yeah, was it? yeah. And uh, man, the the impact they had on me as a, and I really wasn't familiar with their stuff up until we went to that. And the live presence of that band is just unreal. And yeah. I've been trying to um, be an imposter, a ter- a terrible. Imposter <laughs> I remember they closed. Since. They closed with two step at that show. Yeah, and I can I can still remember. I can practically remember what you looked like when your face started melting. There was nothing left of me. Yeah, he was just a puddle on the yeah. floor. Yeah. There's still boner laying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it, it fell off. <laughs> Petrifying, just like drop. Got so hard it fell off. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, I was never like the biggest fan, but we saw them live once, and the, their sound definitely fills it's, a fucking they're place. They're incredible live. Yeah. Any others before we uh, move on? Any others worth mentioning? Or I forgot we covered "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." No. We need to oh, bring that. Oh yeah, that was a good cover. We, that, we just that, played yeah. that a couple months ago. Yeah. "Hit Me, Baby, One yeah, More Time," right. yeah. and there was another. Uh, wasn't there another? Maniac. No. No. Um, the Boys to Men song. Yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. Love to that you. needs to come back too. That needs to come. Th- and um, the Street Sluts. You know, wherever they might be, have just recently released the cover of the Thong song. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's something that might have to see oh, that I didn't know. the light yeah. of day. Yeah. You got to hear it's this. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, lots of good slut covers out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's funny how songs like that, we would we would be half drunk when we play some of these shows. Yeah. And, hey, these let's, were, play, let's play Hit Me Baby one more time. Uh, that'll be good to fuck off with and everybody go crazy. Yeah, absolutely And then, they, and then the next time they'd be, play that Britney Spears song again. <laughs> kind of became a curse, didn't it? It really did. Okay, so aside from uh, every all the songs we've covered, let's talk about a little bit some of the music we've actually written and recorded. Uh, right. I'd say you guys, without me, probably started writing before I was getting involved. Yeah, what would you call that era of the band? Early 2000s, I'd say. Early 2000s. We never had well, a band name that stuck. No. We? I mean, we wrote, like, technically we wrote like our first couple songs in what, 97? Not anything to ever... Yeah, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say we wrote like real songs no. until like maybe 2000. Ones that we yeah. would still play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not be embarrassed of. Right. Uh, yeah. Two, yeah. 2000, 2001. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rush five miles mm-hmm. octane. Yeah, yeah, oh, we, we did, no, yeah. no band name ever stuck for more than a couple. It's so weeks. weird. That's our. That's our. That's like the one. And it it constant, never. You know, it never like, did change. I, I feel like part of that was also may, maybe my fault because I always felt like we should change our band name. Like I was at. I was at. Yeah, you're doing that a lot. Yeah. And then the rest of us are <laughs> this like, one's not, This one doesn't sound cool enough. We need to. We need to. We need. And, and I don't think any of them fucking cared. And like one day, um, what the the talent show? It was Eagle Twenty Six. Eagle Twenty Six. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah because I had. I had an American Eagle shirt on. Yeah, and we needed a name that said Eagle Twenty Six. So, they're like, "What's your band name?" And we're all like, "Uh." And then somebody looked at my shirt, Eagle Twenty Six. All right, whatever. That that first album we recorded, that uh, Five Miles came from. I think at the time you were smoking Marlboros, and it had like Marlboros points on the side of the carton. 
And it's oh, like, yeah. Like, they said like five miles. miles. <laughs> yeah, five Marlboro miles or something like that. So pretty much any words miles? within eye shot <laughs> yeah, sure. anything just could be a band name. No, that's that. a band name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, those uh, first songs we were writing were kind of uh, inspired by Creed-type bands yeah. from the late 90s. Well, then, Spike, you and I had that... that yeah, I don't know if you remember this. We were in your bedroom. We were having like this. Uh, oh sitting- dear God! I hate stories that start like this. <laughs> we, were, we were we were sitting on the floor. Oh God! Listening to music. Oh God! Uh, we got a little no. Uh, anyway, we were we were discussing names. We didn't like Five Miles, and then we started thinking of like car related things, and we got like High Octane, which that that's kind of where I think that stuck just for the the one show at the campground. I think you're right. Yeah, that stuck for like one time. And then at some point I came up with Diorama because I was obsessed with that Silver Chair album, Diorama. Oh, yes, right. And I'm like, guys, we should be Diorama because it's cool. I'd say that was probably the better name. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that or Head Rush. I mean, Head Rush was just. Head, Head Rush was always our go to. And default. has been used by a million scrotes over the years oh, who yeah. thought they had an original <laughs> right. idea and didn't, you know? Yep. So we're just one of the many. Right, right. We, we will join the annals of. Uh... But uh, as, as far as like uh, the music the actually original. made, like, let's. Maybe focus on. Uh, can you think of a couple songs worth mentioning? Quick, I know New Year was a great song. David, you wrote song. that song, correct? Or how would how that song come together? I don't. That I don't was, remember. It was a collaboration. Uh, so yeah, David most, wrote. Most of them were. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the lyrics, mm-hmm. and he wrote the main riff for it. But I had come up with some. Uh, just I'm really good at coming up with just these like one-off kind of mm-hmm. riffs that maybe not an entire song. And then David took that and put it in as the uh, like the pre-chorus, chorus. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's. I think the only time I ever wrote lyrics that I was happy with. It's a damn good song. Oh, I'm yeah, actually going to uh, patch a clip of that in right here. I really liked the Fab Three that we had later on. It was like a, I would say it was like a band revival re, uh, birth. Like so, we had what was it? Uh, Shake your hips, fast car, slow lane, and um, of oh, the same feather. Uh, and for me, those three were like the pinnacle of our our songwriting as as a band. You know, we'd all become really proficient. The song just came together. Like I have really really bad recordings of that whole era from like you know let, let's say like three months time where. You can listen to the inception of the song, where it starts yeah. to come together. There's really no lyrics. There's not really a melody. It's kind of sloppy. And then by the next uh, practice that I recorded, it's a little tighter. And then mm-hmm. it just comes together. And then next thing you know, we have a song. Mike, what's a favorite song of yours from that oh, era? Oh, man. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, we, we there were a lot that I really enjoyed. Um, and, you know, one of my favorite things about it was as much as we played over, over the years, we got really tight. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, we could look at each other and know where the other was getting ready to go. Yeah, that's and for sure. It, I mean, it it was really cool getting to play together as much as we did and everything. And you know, we could uh, somebody would come up with a riff, and by the within you know a short amount of time, we've got a whole song mm-hmm. minus lyrics. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I it's hard for me to pick one out. Right. I I really don't know if I I can. I would actually. say Shake Your Hips is probably the best of. I would have to agree with that. That yeah. song we ever made kind of yeah. became the anthem for that band. I would yeah. say, yeah, 
there, you know? Right. That's that's my personal favorite. And is a timeless sure. song, nonetheless. But uh, And then even since that band, when I started getting more involved, right. I, I was kind of uh, uninvolved with the whole thing. What, the first, what, 2000 to 2005? The, uh, I think yeah. the fabled New Year's Eve performances brought you back in. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. What was that, 2004? five and Four, five, six. And six. Yeah. So... The first year we did in uh, the Phelps' uh, parents' basement, which we packed yeah. a band down there with a bunch of alcohol and a bunch of people. I think that was the first time I had uh, absinthe. You brought Ryan. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was the first time a lot of people. There were some people <laughs> fucked up on and absinthe. I told them not to take shots. They're like, oh, they're going to take shots. Don't drink it that way. There were people, I, me being one of them. I, st- I think we started drinking at like fucking noon that day and the party didn't start till like <laughs> 10 o'clock right. that night. Yeah, right. And I remember uh, being passed out under a tree and then... Uh, one of our friends, Bubba, <laughs> carrying me and oh, yeah. tucking me in tightly. Right. <laughs> That's always a good story. Yeah. But no, uh, I, I think we probably had mo- the most enjoyment out of our own playing at those at those parties. Cause oh, yeah, we were definitely playing for ourselves, not for oh, yeah. yeah. people at a table. sure it was annoying for everyone else. But yeah. <laughs> we, we threw a party to have our own uh, show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, we want to play. Uh, we'll make people come to play by throwing a party and offering them, you know, beer. Yeah. Right. How many people would you... I'm sorry, go ahead. Although if you look back at the the videos that exist, it seems like pretty much everybody was having a pretty good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying anybody wasn't having a good time. I just don't know how much of their good time was attributed (laughs) to our They were having a good time despite us. (laughs) I think that's probably closer to what it was. But, But, okay, like at the... Then the couple years after that, we moved from the basement out to the barn. Mm -hmm. Much more space. More space. We built our own stage out of wagons. Mm Mm-hmm. Which and seemed like a, it was like a size wise, height wise. It seemed yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it really was perfect, yeah. legit. Yeah, yeah. We were gods that night, <laughs> at least in our minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, it was all for us. Those, and the yeah. glorification cool, of our massive ego. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. My so God, it was fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, you know, after all that happened, started uh, making music again. Like I was saying, I got a lot more involved, and yeah. even some of my own projects came into play. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, is there any music after that era that you guys can think of that uh, is worth mentioning? I'm trying to rethink of songs uh, to I mention. I mean, a couple of your solo songs are all-time classics. Fifth, uh, Fifth Street is one of my favorites. We're going to touch on that one a little bit later. Save that thought because well, I got I got thought for that song later. I, I want to go. That song's going to be at the very end of the episode. And uh, since you and I kind of wrote it, I want to go over that too. But sorry. Like I, I always really liked uh, like here tonight. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking right, about no. falling for you. Um, you know, past the sun had a had a little stay there for a, for a while. Yeah, that it, was that was a fun it, one. As, to play. as basic as it was, it, it was actually uh, a lot of fun to play. Wow. I think, I think Spike, you have a like 15 minute version of Red Zone. <laughs> oh my! That which was like a four minute song. Yeah, that we, you know, for a while we started getting a little out there. It's like, we yeah. gotta, <laughs> it's it's like the Sergeant Pepper's era, of right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just gotta start with, um, you know, we go to end the song, and then you know, you could tell like Spike wanted to keep playing, so he keep going, and then everyone's like, "All right, yeah, let's keep doing." We're not this. done yet. Keep yeah, going. We're not done. <laughs> and it would go as long as it went. Yeah, but those are fun times. That they are, and they, they will continue to be. We, we'll, we're going to, I think we need to blow the dust yeah. off some of this stuff and uh, getting back in the habit. I most definitely agree. And we, we still have the uh, itch. We haven't performed live in over a decade. And I imagine we're pretty damn rusty. I imagine yeah. we're pretty yeah. damn rusty. Um, yeah, it has been. Isn't that crazy to believe? I've got it right here. A couple of Thanksgiving <laughs> of 2009. Where does yeah. the time go? I know. 
And I, and I don't really think there was a real reason that we stopped. I think just life. Yeah. That's just it. Just life intervenes. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of another way this show started. You know, over the years, I, I don't know when you guys remember when I was uh, living at my dad's house, but that's up in that loft. I was trying to put together a little recording studio, which consisted of the little laptop Ryan had given me. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little two-channel interface and a single pair of headphones. And piece by piece by piece over the years was uh, getting to a point where I thought, you know, we could have a full recording studio. Right. Aside from drum spikes. Sorry, that's a little intensive, but you you understand. (laughs) But um, by the time I got there, that's just what had happened. You know, life, marriage, kids, moving, work. It it happens. It Mm -hmm. it happens. And I kind of find I found myself in a sweat. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with all this equipment now? Like, I was like, (laughs) am I just turn around and sell it? Like, why do I, why did I collect all this shit? So... And then I learned what a podcast was. And nice. God damn, I got to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, I think that's a that's a kind of a good sum up right there of uh, the music. Unless you had anything else to add. No, no, that's that pretty much brings it up to the present. That brings it up to the present, which is kind of I guess where we're going to leave off with the episode. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about or go over before we left? Can be anything. Damn, I don't know. Oh, I know we got to start making this music again. I mean, That's a good point, actually. You, you talk about equipment and not yeah. knowing what, my basement. I think my wife kind of hates me sometimes. Mm-hmm. My basement <laughs> is full of. I've got you know uh, two sets of PA speakers. You said the magic word and basement. Basement. Oh, we got a place to play some more music. Oh, you can't play in that basement. <laughs> I, I, I I can't even stand up they, in this basement. Uh, they, you they, couldn't sorry, either. Yeah. They've they like both been in the basement. You can't. Is it like the dirt floor, like the other place? Or no, it, it's. I mean, it's cement, but it's it's super tiny. It's just five feet tall. Oh, I can barely stand up in there. I get on my knees, <laughs> guys. I want to thank you all for being here. This again, six and a half years I've been waiting for this episode, and <laughs> thank here we you are. For here us. we are. Um, and I definitely want to get you guys back in on the future. Uh, Ryan and I have already been talking about plans, but any other plans you guys have or ideas. Let me know. Let's uh-huh. get involved. If you have them right now, tell me. I would love to know any ideas or how you guys could get involved with the show. Because, uh, well, you're my brothers, and I want you involved. All right? Yes. I uh, hope we weren't too, uh, what's the word, unprofessional for your <laughs> audience. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Expect nothing less. And I do appreciate the belches. Big? I think having those belches in these recording what? are key to understanding <laughs> what this group is. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. Thank you very much. Andy, can can you do a uh, uh, was it the not the sonic boom belch but the mega belch you used to do? Uh, we'll, we'll save that one for next all right, time. All right, all right. Oh, I don't know. That'd be a good note to go out on. That's you think what you I was can build yeah. yourself Chug up to it? Out and right. do it. And we'll we'll it, see. Let yeah. it go. Can't do it. Can't do it. Failure to perform. <laughs> All right. Okay, I, don't know. <laughs> I lost it. That's like one one hundred of what you guys are missing out on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, once again, guys, thank you for being here. Excited to have you in on the show and involved with the future of the show. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait, guys. Yeah, thanks. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, it a lot of fun, and I definitely look forward to doing it again. Oh, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, well, cool thank you. I'm glad you guys are here. And uh, to our listeners, don't forget to find us on CandarePodcast.com where you can check out past episodes, see some of our celebrity guests. And if you are an artist and want to promote your work, you can fill out the, uh, the page. I can't remember what it's called. The guest form page on there, whatever it's called. Find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. And really quick, for the few of you here who have social media handles, do you want to rip them off really quick? Sure. Um, geez, mine's uh, such a pain in the butt. I'm going to change it soon. It's a uh, 
<laughs> it's short for last of the big time beer drinkers, so just do a little at and then the first letter of each one of those words, L O D T G T Niner. And and that's on Twitter and on Instagram, it's the same thing. There you go. And Spikel? Like I said, mainly Instagram, Spike Motorsports USA. All in work. There it is. And if you like what you're hearing here once again and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com forward slash Pod, where for $5 a month you can get access to the Candare Patreon Pod, a show that the normies aren't getting, that only you'll get. So if, once again, $5 a month there. Check us out at 9 a.m. Once again, the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network. Uh, just head over to Cala, excuse me, CuyahogaValleyRadio.com. And before we uh, end the episode here, I thought it only fitting to go out on a song that uh, we have all had our hands in on. Uh, it's a song called Crazy that was on one of my recent uh, session recordings. But this song started as a riff that myself, Andy Phelps, and Ryan Donahoe came up with uh, years ago okay. when uh, we were living, I was living at my dad's. And, oh, wow. uh, we were on the porch, and we had all three coming up with this riff. I remember this And okay. when we all parted ways with it, uh, each of us went and did our own thing with it. Ryan, I think you that night were coming up with stuff, like creating a version. I can't remember exactly, but then I remember Andy made a street select version out of it, and then I took and made my own version out of it. So sure. we're going to go out on that song right here and stick around after the song plays. Though we're signing off right here. Uh, we're going to come back for a hot second and tell you a little bit about another song that we're going to play at the very end of the episode. So, I think that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I am David Phelps. I am Ryan Donahoe. Andy Moore. I am Andy Phelps. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Take the cover off my eyes I'd like to try and see the elephant standing in the room You say he's in front of me sit and stare all day and always see things wrong just to be put back in my place right back where I belong she's telling me daily that I'm insane like it's something I should know builds it up inside my brain until I believe her who could help but feel ashamed I can't help but Someone that I can't blame Or am I crazy? Won't the jury hear my case? Will no one hear my plea Before they throw me in the bin And throw away the key Like it's something I should know Build it up inside my brain Until I believe her Who could help but feel ashamed I can't help but wonder If there's someone that I can blame Or am I crazy? Oh my God Are they true these things she said? Am I fucked up in my head? Someone tell me where I belong Is it something that doesn't show Something only I don't know Or won't someone try to save me
the same Like it's something I should know Build it up inside my brain Until I believe her Who could help but feel ashamed I can't help but wonder If there's someone that I can blame Now, before we totally end the episode here really quick, I wanted to play you guys another song that uh, I'm pretty damn proud of, uh, not only of having you know, my involvement with, but as, as a group. Uh, it's a little song called Fifth Street, and it kind of came from an unexpected place, because typically when uh, songwriting happens in this group, it, uh, it's either I feel like myself, Andy, Ryan... And David uh, sometimes gets involved. I mean, you don't seem like you uh, like getting too involved with the song, like lyric writing part anyway. I've just, I've just uh, kind of learned lyric writing is not something I'm, it's not something I excel at. Mm. And I just say, fuck it. Well, <laughs> I beg to differ, David. I've read I some just, lyrics. I just of let yours you and... guys do it. I don't know. I beg to differ. You've written some good lyrics. He's got a poet soul. Yeah, but (laughs) the point I'm trying to make here is the one place I rarely go to or never had is the drummer. And when I had come up with this piano riff for this song, I knew I wanted to do something with it that, you know, I just didn't want to throw something. I want it to be something really good. And I think I'd come to Andy and I'd talk to David maybe and, you know, nothing was gelling. And you had offered, Spike, just um, one I night. I heard you kind of tooling around with it and, uh, it I mean, it spoke to me right away. You came over one night. You said, I'll come help you with it. And I thought, unconventional, but let's do it. <laughs> a drummer, right? I'm lyrics? Just no, a drummer. I've heard it all. <laughs> but, it, Spike, it was you who laid out, who gave the layout <laughs> for the song. You pretty much delivered the whole story for the song. Which, if do you mind you, telling you kind really of, quick? You kind of, basically what happened is you interpreted what was coming out of my head because I can't tell you chords, notes, anything like that. Basically, it was uh, you at the the keyboard and me hearing in my head, kind of okay, let's drop here, let's go up here, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of how I remember. Not only that though, but the description. You know, we had we had listened to it and like it has this kind of a sound, and then you said it made you think of a time when you were in a relationship that wasn't so great, mm-hmm. and how you would uh, take these walks on Fifth Street in the town you yeah. lived in, and uh, just for kind of reflective purposes and some of the sights you would see and boy, did it paint a fucking picture, <laughs> which, and you know, I think anybody who's been in a relationship has been to that bad point of a relationship where oh, yeah. you're up all night fighting or, you know, it's, it's that make it or break it moment. That's kind of what this, that song encapsulates. But anyways, I just wanted to uh, give a quick description of that song and then uh, go out on playing it for you here. This is fifth street. Tricks up my sleeve Oh, I'm so tired 
frozen. Watch me ice skate. Wait, come back. The ice could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly walk back to the edge. Stop. You'll break through the ice. Snow job. Grab this branch. You should have been listening to canned air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snow job, how'd you get your name? Um. G.I. Blow it, blow it, blow it. Woo! Blow it, blow it. He's a new man. Listen to me, Bray. There's a trash can behind you there. All right, anyways. Science, science, science. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.